This is the Eastside Liquor Halftime Podcast. Oh, intermission. No, it's halftime. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue for the best liquor, beer, and wine deals in the River Valley. Arkansas wins a national championship! Check out Eastside Liquor on Facebook for weekly specials. Say goodbye! Darren McFadden, 80 yards, touchdown! Morning, Bob. How you doing today? Watch some basketball last night? You get to go to Barnhill, red-white game? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it's always fun being back in Barnhill, and it was a pretty entertaining game. Um, kind of weird. The the white team jumped out big early by 12, I guess it was, and the red team stormed back 188-70, to 70, but a lot of good shooting. You know, defense usually uh, inter-squad scrimmages, but it, it was a fun game. I think that the fans had a good time, and Excuse me. They had a, you know it was a rainy night, but they had about six thousand out there. About I think they called them fifty five hundred. But Eric was happy with the crowd, and so you know obviously with football struggling, I think people are more. I mean obviously what Eric's done with basketball is created a lot of interest. But I think when football struggling, people naturally turn their attention to basketball a little earlier maybe than normal. Bob, Bob, tell me somebody uh, a newcomer that stood out to you. Well, L. Ellis, of course, he's not a college newcomer. He's a senior, but he's uh, a guard from Louisville. And of course, he had a he was a really good player on a really bad team last year. Louisville went went four and twenty eight, which is almost you know it's unheard of for a program of that stature that's won multiple national championships. But it was just a bad year, obviously, and um, really understandable why he was in that situation. And he was real impressive, just. You know, shooting the ball was kind of funny. He took, you know, right off the bat, he took a, a three, you know, kind of a wild three from the top of the key, and Eric was sitting in front of us. Eric didn't really coach either team. He just watched and took took notes. He was very into it, believe me. And uh, he got on, on uh, L for taking that shot, and it was only three L, L took. And he was eight and nine the rest of the game. Uh, really, you know, drove the basket well, and and he, you know, drew it. Drew it. defenders had six assists, only one turnover. Riss a really good playmaker, definitely the kind of guy. He was very impressive. Uh, you know, Chandler Lawson, who uh, he's a transfer forward from Memphis, another senior, not a guy you've heard a lot about. Probably compared to some of their other transfers, he had thirteen points and ten boards. Looked looked real good. Um, when Jeremy Davenport, the trans senior transfer from Cincinnati, he started off on fire. He hit, I think he scored the white team's first 11 points, and I think it was five to seven on threes in the first half, hit three or four in a row at one point, and um, had 19 points, and then he didn't score in the second half. I think he only took one or two shots. So, But it's like Eric said, if a guy, you know, he understands he's not playing Kentucky, but if a guy can score 19 points in a half, if he has that kind of, firepower that, that that can really help your team so those were guys that caught my eye but uh, really everybody looked, looked pretty good uh, i gotta ask, what happened with uh with khalif battle yesterday transfer from temple um I, I guess he wasn't he wasn't hurt um the day before uh but ended up showing up at the thing with uh, crutches and a boot uh so what happened there yeah, not sure. It wasn't like he had an injury in practice. Uh, you know, at least we asked Eric about it, obviously, afterwards, and he said that uh, I guess they had a sort of a shoot-around or light practice before the game, um, like they would on, on a normal game day, and Eric said that um, that uh, Khalif complained of soreness in the foot, so they took him over to the uh, 
I don't know if he meant the, the Broyles Center or the Smith Center, where they have, but he said it's going to get the football guys to look at him. And uh, he got examined. It didn't really show anything, you know, no breaks or anything. Um, but they're going to, I think they were going to do some more testing today. But, um, you know, Eric said as far as they know, it's not anything serious. I'm paraphrasing here. But, you know, the, 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 the examination, the initial examination, at least showed, showed no breaks. Now, sometimes, you know, more detailed examinations can reveal something. Obviously, he was feeling pain, but um, so I guess we'll have to find out if, if there's a further update on that. But as of last night, Eric didn't sound alarmed about it, so hopefully it's just a, a minor soreness. Uh, I know you get graded on, on you know, wins and losses uh, in, in college football, but, but Bob, what are your thoughts on this defense, and, and what is this defense going to have to do to stop this Ole Miss offense this week? I think the Arkansas defense, I mean, they haven't been dominated, but I think they've been pretty solid. You know, one thing we know, they've been creating turnovers, not just creating turnovers. they got three pick sixes, you know. And they really got Arkansas back in that A&M game early in the second half. You know, they, they had they had a, a, another you know, pick six. And, um, you know, Snacks Johnson, his first career interception, they also got a fumble that set up a, a, a field goal. Obviously, Arkansas set up a touchdown. And, um, you know, the Aggies got over 400 yards, and that's—I mean, that—that's a good offensive day, right? By Petrino did a good job of calling the plays, but it's not a crazy amount when you look at like like the Ole Miss LSU game, for example. So, um, and also because the offense struggled so much, the defense was put in some bad field position situations, like when they didn't make the fourth down, and also just you know when the offense doesn't move the ball, which they moved the ball pretty well in the first quarter, not well after that, then the defense has to be on the field more. So I think the defense has been pretty solid. I mean, I don't think the defense has been the big issue. We know, right, we know it's been the offense, particularly the offensive line. So I think it's been pretty good. And, you know, I mean, it's relative, you know, you know, shutting down an offense is relative. You're playing somebody like Cole Miss again, over 700 yards against LSU. And we know, you know, Arkansas scored 31 on LSU, so LSU's, Maybe not the greatest defense. We although we know they got great athletes, and but to give up seven hundred yards, and that's only like I don't know the third highest total since Lane Kiffin's been there. Such yeah, yeah. I was saying, did Lane did they have six hundred yards of total offense last year, but just didn't get any points? Is that what you or, or was it four hundred yards? Because it was like they moved the ball, just turned the ball over us a little bit on yeah, us last year. They moved a lot of crazy they, they, last year. They, they, they had over 460 yards just rushing the ball, but of course Arkansas jumped out 42 to seven. I think they sort of started playing, you know, um, not to lose. You know, because they had the bit that helped Ole Miss, um, you know, get some get some points late that sort of made it the score look better. But Arkansas, you know, initially was never really in, in uh, danger of losing that game. I don't think. But yeah, Ole Miss put up a ton of yards last year, and. Um, but good Arkansas, you know, really controlled the game for the most part. But yeah, Ole Miss's offense—they um, had another thing. Well, two things: they play with very fast tempo, and that makes it tough on a defense. And then two, they had over 300 yards rushing, had over 300 passing, so make them one-dimensional. And uh, you know, Jackson Dart—he's a great passer, their quarterback, but he also ran for over 50 yards. And if people saw the picture of the video; he hurdled. Uh, Isaiah Satania like over over at LSU defender. You don't see too many quarterbacks doing that. So it's going to be a real chore. I mean, um, Arkansas's offense is going to have to come to play 
and put up some big points because I don't think you can ask the defense to shut down and hold Ole Miss to 21 or something. That's just not realistic. But, you know, if they could, I mean, Arkansas may have to score 40-plus to win this game. I mean, LSU scored 49, and it wasn't enough, you know. So it's such an interesting idea that, and you're right about that. I think that's understood. The offense is going to have to have their best game of the year uh, just because even if Arkansas's defense plays well, um, you expect Ole Miss is going to get is going to get some points, is going to get their points in that case. Do you have a sense that the offense is just a couple of tweaks away on the offensive line from being able to break out? Because that's where the changes are occurring right now. Yes, Dylan, uh, Luke has is out probably for the rest of the year, but as far as that's concerned, it's uh, it's the kind of thing, Bob, where you know the, the big changes that are being made right now are happening on the offensive line. Are they really just a couple of tweaks away? I don't know. I mean, I'm not smart enough to say that. I don't have a great, you know, to me, if you're tweaking your offensive line going into the sixth game, that, that's not a very good sign. But I do give the coaches credit for not just saying, well, this is who we are and this is who we have and this is what we're going to do and just kind of beating their head against the wall. Um, I think it's good they're making changes, trying to look at some different things. Um, but I don't think it's easy to, to, to reshuffle your offensive line during a game week. If they had an open uh, like several teams did this week, that might be a different deal. But, um, you know, we don't get to watch much practice, so it's hard to tell. You know, uh, talking to Sam Pittman, he seems to feel good about it, but what else would he say, right? And K.J. Jefferson and Nathan Bax, two offensive players we talked to this week, talked about your Cam Ball, who plays defensive line, you know, said they did, they did some good on good in those fastball starts. And, you know, he talked about Bo Limmer being back at guard from center. So we're, We'll see what happens. I think it's smart to make some moves. I just don't know if it's realistic to um, that they can gel that fast in a realigned line. But I also think playing Ole Miss, which is you know a solid defense, but certainly not like A and M's defense. I think that that helps too. And and we'll see how they do. It's going to be probably be a big crowd and a lot of noise. So, but they you know, one thing about last week, they didn't have any penalties. I know they got beat, but they didn't have any penalties, so they can. If they can, you know, keep clean and not have the false starts and some holds and holds and things like that, that that's really going to help too. I think. Bob, we got we got our All American back last week in in Raheem Sanders. Um, how many touches do you think that that he's you know it takes a, it takes a couple weeks to get back into game shape? Uh, but how many touches do you would you like to see him get this week? Um, if he's feeling good, I'd like. And get get like twenty or something. Some of those could be on pass plays. He had a big gain on a screen pass last week. You know, I think he had thirty eight yards. So if he's feeling good, I mean, yeah, you need to get him the ball now. If they're trailing, you know, a lot early, it may be harder to to you know have uh, Rocket or uh, AJ Green or Dominion or whoever, even KJ running the ball. You may have to feel like you got got to air it out. But uh, if he's feeling good, I'd, I'd like to see him get you know at least twenty touches. You know. Edgie Judkins, his counterpart at Ole Miss, who led the SC in rushing last year, he got off to a real slow start. He played in every game, but he didn't have more than 60 rushing yards until last year, last year against Arkansas. So if uh, if Rocket could cover like Judkins last week, that would be huge for Arkansas. Would be huge. Um, last thing, Bob, and I'll let you go. You had the uh, end of Miguel Cabrera's major league career. And I just kind of wonder where he fits into Tiger's lore. You're a Tiger's yeah. fan. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about that. Um, but when you look at like the retired, the players for the Tiger's history that have had retired numbers, guys in the Hall of Fame, Kel, uh, Heilman, 
you know, Jack Morris, Alan Trammell, Hall of Famers that won world championships with Detroit. Miguel won his world title with the Marlins, never won a World Series with Detroit. Where does he fit in Tiger's lore? Oh, I think he's he's one of the, the best hitters. I mean, Al Kaline will always be Mr. Tiger, and, and Ty Cobb, regardless of what you think about it personally, is one of arguably the greatest baseball player ever, maybe even better than Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron or Willie Mays or whoever, obviously played different eras. But I think Miguel Cabrera, he'll go down as one of the greatest right-handed hitters ever. You know, he won a triple crown. He was a big guy, so he wasn't legging out hits. And he also played in a pitcher-friendly ballpark. You know, if he'd say played in Wrigley Field or, or in Baltimore or, you know, some of those uh, places that uh, you can hit a lot of home runs, you know, Yankee Stadium, um, he might have hit 600 home runs. I mean, he might have lost 10 home runs a year playing for Detroit. I mean, he probably got a lot more doubles. But, um, yeah, he was a very good uh, defensive player until his body betrayed him. He was he, you know, he came up as an outfielder. He was a real good third baseman and a good first baseman. So, yeah, he was a great Tiger and obviously first ballot Hall of Famer. And um, I was glad to see the way Tiger fans turned out for his last weekend. And what a great year for the Tigers. They actually won 74 games, which early in the year I'd, I thought they might lose 100, so hopefully, uh, you know, and, and I'm glad to see the Tigers are keeping Miguel Cabrera on as a, as a you know, as a, like an assistant with the with the team. I think he can do a lot to help the young players and community relations and things like that. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. Are you in need of an attorney? Hickey & Hull Law Partners is your firm. Hickey & Hull understand the importance of client communication, meeting with you, responding to emails, and returning calls. Hickey & Hull are attorneys you can trust to guide you through a divorce or a custody case, criminal charges, or even civil lawsuit. Ready to put their seven decades of experience to work for you and get the best results. Every case is important. Hickey & Hull Law Partners strive to give each client the time and attention it deserves. Visit them at KevinHickeyLaw.com. Hickey and Hull Law Partners. Things are about to get better. And now, back to the podcast. Afternoon, Clay. What's new in your world? We missed you hey. yesterday. Well, I'm sorry, but I, I begged out. Thank you very much for allowing. Uh, I went and heard uh, Matt Jones' old coach uh, speak at the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club and got to sit with him and visit and Listen to Matt Jones, the other Matt Jones, the reporter Matt Jones, do a little Q&A with Houston. Very interesting. We can get into some of that today. Um, but I I asked if I could switch till Thursday and go to that. And I'm going to ask you again because Nolan's going to speak, uh, I think it's October, yeah, October 25th on that luncheon. And i, I got to go here, here Nolan. No. Hey, one of the things he told me, did, I, I guess that he told everybody, didn't just me, um, he was spending some time with Red Lashley on NIL. And the way they do it at SMU, they give every player 35000 on August 1. Wow. Every, every single, that? is that every scholarship athlete? All 85. 
you see about Utah? And may, maybe the walk-ons, too. I oh, know. I saw that. Utah, that, was it every scholarship Car- player? They get trucks. They're getting a, de- what, what kind of Six-month lease. It's a Dodge Ram 1500 to all 85 scholarship football players. The graphic I see says uh, gifts. So, so that's, uh, to me, a gift isn't a lease. A gift is, this is yours. <laughs> I don't know if they got to pay the taxes so that, on it or so not. So you know they all got vehicles. So I guess Grandma gets the vehicle. What, Matt, if you if you got an extra car, would you just give it to Grandma or Mom? The, the, your second car. Man, I, I had a I my I, I got my dad's old truck. He had a F one fifty flare side. It was the sickest. It was sweet. sweet. Oh, dude, it was so sweet. Uh, oh, Clay, I, I I always had forty dollars in my pocket when I played. Uh, Play, play, was up there in college, and now these kids get thirty-five grand on jump. It's just, it's. I don't yeah. know what it's. It's just a different world. Could you fit yeah, that just, in your pocket? Yeah, we could write. That, that's like a rap song. Nelly could do that. Forty dollars in my pocket. What, isn't that the song? Um, I don't remember if that one was what. I think that was a different one. Okay, but thirty-five thousand dollars for every player is that about the Ram trucks are uh, are, are pro- probably cost quite a bit more than that. If you already well, had the vehicle, the one I had they did, give you a Ram a truck. Hemi. Can you say, no thanks, but can I have the money instead? You mean just hand me the money? I mean, that thing right there well, is essentially if, money. Well, if they give it to you, it's yours. You can freaking sell it. And just go sell it. Just don't drive it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like they used to do at OU. Um, you know, the players would sell their, their game tickets. And so it's like, it's your ticket. If you get $1,000, you don't have to sell it for 55 or 38 or whatever it says on the face. So you got your truck, and it's and say, and I'll autograph the dash, and uh, it's now worth a whole lot more. And I put my number on, and we're gonna sticker. We instead of like having a NASCAR sticker, we're gonna put my number on this on the door. I got I got some ideas, man. Well, thirty five thousand just to just to check on August first seems like. I mean, it seems like a lot of money. I don't know how that compares to, you know, what's going on at Arkansas or across the rest of the Southeastern Conference. I do know, though, that SMU is going to have to, you know, do a, a quite a bit of a, an uptick in recruiting heading into the ACC Absolutely. Next year. So that's got to be part of it. Here, they apparently got a lot of deep pockets uh, donors. They're going to need it because they're getting no money from the media contract. Clay, how is Rhett doing? How, how is SMU? I think they're they're struggling, man. Yeah, is he that? I asked that to to say, is he going to be their coach when they move into the ACC? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, that's probably that's probably week to week. It depends on what those guys that are paying the thirty five thousand dollars think of his job. Good point. Somebody's paying it. I mean, it didn't. I mean, it didn't come in from. Uh, the school. I mean, there's not you know the board of trustees isn't giving it to him. That's it's somebody, some booster. And if you know when you get the boosters involved, I mean, do you got to win? I mean, what are they winning four or five? I don't know. Yeah, it it's the way it is now. I think coaching you know in power five and never going to be power five. You're you're a two or three game losing streak from the hot seat. I mean, just that's what we got going on here right now. Uh, I know what the hot seat is. I know. I mean, I can see it. I recognize it. And um, Danny Ford told me that's what it was in this. You see a two-game losing streak, you're on the hot seat. How much loyalty do you think that, that that they'll have for Coach Pittman if you think about where we were before he got here? And then let's say this year we go five and seven. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's exactly the way they should look at it. Right? Like you give them another year, right? Uh, I mean... I, 
I think the the whole problem with all of this is when you lose continuity. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there looking at your old coach, and people were were hacked when they went seven and four or seven and five or whatever it was, and you know won three games in the conference. You know, in the rebuilding year, right after probation. Uh, I mean, I know what the Ted Harrod, you know, trucking scandal did. You know, as far as recruiting, um, it, it's and I'll. Now you look back and you think, well, he did pretty darn good, Matt. <laughs> right, been, but right. It, One it of was, the best. But they were, and and it's only, and he said yesterday, only in the last three years that, you know, he and Diana would go to New York City for his CBS gig, and they'd be in the Dallas airport and run across Razorback fans. Last three years, people started wanting to take pictures with him. And Diana told him, he says, hey. You're, you're not such a bad bad dude anymore to these Arkansas hey, he fans. He had three SEC West crowns. Yeah, went to went to Atlanta twice. Um, it, it's but the more you win, the tougher it is. And Nolan went through it, and I'm sure Nolan's going to say the same thing. You got to feed the monster, and when you don't, and was Nolan about ready to rebound? Was he about to get Greg Oden and Mike Connolly? Um, I mean, he had. Uh, Al Jefferson, Andre Igagala. Yeah. Well, he didn't get Al Jefferson. That was Stan Al. Heath. But, no, no, no. But, no. Al, Al was Al was there because uh, we were the same grade. He, he they were trying to get him through the the test. He was that last year. Him and Igadala when Igadala went to Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, but but Al just went ahead and went straight to. Yes, Indiana. he did. He was a walking double double up there. Yeah, but but I think that they would have gotten Mike Conley and Greg Oden. I mean, Mike Connolly and Nolan, they shared a ranch. No, Nolan ended up buying Mike's ranch. So I, I think that would have happened. And, oh, you know, who was the, you know, the they had uh, the pipeline with, uh, oh, he, he was here. Um, he would have stayed, and his brother ended up going to Ohio State. He would have. He would have. Oh, been Sullinger, here. JJ Sullinger. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they would have got his brother. Oh, Jared was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I think Nolan's was about to hit an uptick, and I, you know, it. But uh, I get it. It was. Uh, it was. You know, he asked for it. And they gave it to him. Clay talking about his his money. Mike Conley is exactly a Nolan Richardson point guard. And yeah, there's oh no my, question. Oh my good. Think about him well, in that scheme. Igadala. Igadala would have been, been a pressy. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I'm sorry we we delve in, but it is basketball season now. I mean, I I, I just but back to my original. Thank you uh, for letting me be excused on Wednesday. Teacher, uh, the teacher excused me. Thanks. Thank you, Phil. We got a good text here from Stan in Glenwood. Um, his opinion uh, on eight seven seven three seven seven sixty nine sixty three on the McClarty Daniel Hotline uh, says Sam Pittman's in the same place Kentucky's coach was when they gave him one more year. Uh, I remember the length of contract Stoops is under, but after that ten win season in twenty eighteen, uh, and they win their first bowl game in like a decade, they drop down to eight wins, then down to five. You know, so they, I mean, he was kind of in that situation. And they also had the weight of those expectations off of a 10 win 2018. Yeah. Uh, but they kept him around, extend him 10 wins in 21. Last year was so so. And now they're, I mean, I don't know what I expect from them against Georgia. I expect, I guess, a tight ball game because Georgia got played tough by Auburn and South Carolina. Uh, but Kentucky's got a chance to, you know, maybe take the reins of the East this Saturday. Yeah, I'm on the fence on Georgia. I watched that game, an awful lot of it, um, the Georgia-Auburn game. And, uh, you know, the, Georgia dominated. 
the fourth quarter, and that's you know they, they they got the ball to their tight end, but they don't look like they got a scorpion playing tailback. Their quarterback is not a runner. You know, if your quarterback can't run, it really makes it easier for the defense. I mean, I think that you have to have a quarterback that can escape. And I think teams are doing a good job of KJ now. The one that focuses, don't don't collapse the pocket on him. You know, keep, keep make him beat you from the pocket. That's yeah, right. Yeah, make him throw it, and just and we're going we go eventually circle all the way back around and get him. But those front guys got to keep him from escaping. Clay, I think you might have been right on the uh, on the Al Jefferson thing. I think I was wrong. Yeah, so he committed to Heath. I think so. But it was it was right yeah, during the change. It was right kind of when Nolan was, yeah, was. and Coach Heath was coming in. But I think yeah, it was it was to Heath. Either way, yeah, he never made it. Though. But I'm telling you that Nolan had Igadala and Sullinger and then Conley and and Ogden. Shoot, they they they've been throwing haymakers in the SEC. I mean, it, it's. And Igadala in Nolan's system. He would have been like Latrell Sprewell. Like, yeah. oh, oh, oh boy, yeah. Anyway, that's that's another story. And it and it but it you know, like you gotta feed the monster. You know, when you, you hit a slop and there's nobody in the stands. I mean that's what that's what Bustleman has got going right now is that the place is full again. You know, he's 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 kicking butt and taking names Did in you- March. Did you watch this red white game? Do you think we're going to be more athletic? I didn't. You yeah, know, I last, came home. Yeah, last year Clay, we were pretty long until you know Brazil got hurt. And but do you think this team might be more athletic, but not I as don't big? No, yeah. I don't know about that. But what I do see in here is that they can shoot it, and man, that's that's the name of the game. That's this. That is. That's, that and is. They, they want to be able to make they're, the they're probably they're probably you know. Moaning and groaning about their defense after both teams shot, you know, pretty much 60, 70% for the game. One team slumped to 58 because of a bad fourth quarter. But it, it's, it's about putting it in the hole. And it's a given that the guys will eventually be out on the floor that can play defense. I mean, Eric will get that done. But I, I like the fact that they have more guys that can fill it up. And I have said from the start, you know, opinion is, you know, was a liability for defense, but you can eventually kind of grow into that. College offseason, getting that weight room, getting yeah. quicker another year. It's hard. And he can it's, shoot it. Yes, oh, he's sir. a weapon. Yes, sir. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Back on halftime, I've got a couple of callers lined up on the McClarty Daniel hotline and maybe it's the best game of the weekend. Red River rivalry. 
Texas, Oklahoma. Brian in Ozark is here. What's up, Brian? How are you feeling about I know how you're feeling about this one because uh, Texas wouldn't in your in your eyes Texas would in your eyes Texas would beat the San Francisco 49ers. So I know how you feel about playing Oklahoma. Yeah, so so where's my Texas alert? I was waiting on that. That kind of real my day, buddy. <laughs> oh, every, I, I'm, not, I'm only going to break it out every once in a while. That's all. It doesn't have to be uh, all. But, yeah, you know, I mean, if you were to get Oklahoma by Yeah, we're going insult after insult on the football team. I get it. Where are we going with the idea of the transfers? There's one transfer on the offensive line, and that really is one of the things I brought up earlier this week is that no tackles have been brought in. I think Braun had played tackle before, but I don't think he was brought here to play tackle. That, that was one of the things I just wondered about, that you know, for a team that's struggling on the edges of the offensive line specifically – no, no yeah. tackles came in from the transfer portal. As far as the portal's concerned, though, I mean, I think they've defensively, the portal has made, has helped out. This is a much better defense than the year before. Really, where they're the weakest is, is on the offensive three line. And nine. Three and nine. Three and nine, four and eight at best. No bowl game. Arkansas. Okay, I get it. I understand where you're going, but, you know, the portal is not the reason why in that case. Uh, I think the portal is one reason why defensively they're just – they're just a heck of a lot better than they were last year. Brian just wanted to call up and say that Arkansas would have three wins or four wins. Uh, so good luck to Texas this weekend. They probably don't need it. Texas uh, doesn't exactly roll over Oklahoma. That's going to be a good game. Al- Oklahoma has they have a quarterback that's accurate. He, he's an athlete. You were just talking. We were we were just talking about quarterbacks and, and being able to run the ball. And in the Georgia quarterback can't. He's not really an athlete. Oklahoma has talent. They're one of those teams. They got a lot better in the transfer portal. And they they had what they have four losses by in games that were like single possession games, less than five points last year. And so they're they're winning those games. They're supposed to win. Yeah, their offense is markedly better. What you have to watch out for if you're Texas, and Brian probably knows this, but he didn't want to admit it, is this is the game. When you get through with it, you see what players you have left because it is a bloodbath. I mean, it is physical and it is different than any other game. It's like the Iron Bowl a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the fact that it's in midseason, and, and we all know this in Arkansas, that you played Texas the week after Texas played Oklahoma, and that was a really good break. So that it's not what you do against Tex, against Oklahoma. It's what your team looks like after that game, both mentally and physically. And uh, it, it's, uh, I mean, Sarkeesian is just a little bit over 500. He's got a better team. We'll just see how it all holds up. Got to play a whole season. 
think Brian got banned from uh, calling in Ruskin and yeah. Zach. I think he you dropped. Know, I think he dropped a bad word on the show before. Yeah, they told. They said he, yeah. Well, they've said he's not entertaining, but I think the reason why, and this is why people would text in after his calls, and they just you don't like what he says, but it's also the tone. It's like it's permanent RBF voice. Instead of RBF, it's RBV. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like that look on the face goes with the voice and the and the and the the uh, the countenance in the voice that goes with it. You, you can kind of you kind of hear it there. Yeah, you wouldn't want to invite him over for a cocktail. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. Have, he he'd be excused pretty quickly in the day. And you know it's it's. I have a lot of friends that are Texas fans. I have a lot of friends that work at the University of Texas. I know a lot of good people in Texas, but it is Brian and the like of him, which there's thousands of them, the arrogance, that I think the next asteroid should hit the University of Texas Daryl K. Royal Stadium. I don't want anybody to be in it, but just let an asteroid hit that, and, and that part of Austin will cave into hell. It'll be a really small meteorite, I think, in this case. But, but yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Dan, Dan and Mount Ida. Is, is, I am right what up. I am. Red, I listened to Rhett from Missouri on, on, uh, on Ruskin and Zach yesterday briefly, and it's like, this, guy, this guy's got it figured out with the exception of the idea then, if you're doing so much show prep, you need to be paid for all that show prep. But Rhett from Missouri is a, is a good caller. We'll go back to the phones on the McClarty Daniel hotline. We met Cecil yesterday. We met Cecil uh, at the Game On Food Show uh, at the Fort Smith Convention Center yesterday. Good. And, um, man, there were a lot of highlights yesterday. All the food, the chef competition, sitting next to Matt. Um, but meeting you, Cecil, top of the list, man. Good to have you today. What's up? Hey, 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 Phil. Look, man, listen. Y'all really made my day, man. When I knew... When I when I heard about the uh, Texas Fourth Smith, which I usually go every year, but it's a few years I've missed, and I'm like, man, let me get down there and meet them, and let me take my ball to Matt so he can sign it. And I really enjoyed it. I wanted to stay longer, but I had to get back to the shop. But um, that guy um, just got off, man. This is the thing about what what about people, you know, and you're in different states and cities. Okay, like if you you are the animal in Oklahoma City, if you over in, if you're in the state of Oklahoma or you are OU fan, basically you know what you're going to call in about. You're not going you're not going to slander the team like that. So this is basically it's it's a network for anybody to call from anywhere in the world if you can if you can be reached. But don't just down down our team like don't just call in and be like there's no one. It's just like Facebook. If you get on Facebook and and you say the wrong thing, they're gonna ban you. You're gonna get banded. You're gonna burn all your bridges. Then you ain't got a bridge to cross. I don't understand that. You know, regardless, I, I think we'll win some more games because he is making adjustments. Coach is making adjustments. So it's got to be a better uh, situation now. Other than a worse situation, you know, I don't think we're a bad team. We just, you know, we should be shooting ourselves in the foot and, you know, dropping the ball, not taking care of things. That's just what we need to just fix. And I still think we'll go to a ball. We'll win at least six games. And you just, just never know, you know, just like, just like, um, Casey Dick, I didn't think he was uh, that 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 great. Just like uh, the two brothers out of Fayetteville, I didn't think they was that great, but they was actually that great. And one, uh, the the oldest one still in the NFL. What what was his name? Brandon. Brandon. Allen. 
Yeah, Brandon. He done been to the Super Bowl and everything, you know. But he did start off kind of bad, and I was getting upset because I am a Hog fan. But you don't slander your home state or team like that, or you respect the the next home state team radio station. You don't just get out like that. That 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 ain't no ain't nobody really gonna. You, I mean, y'all have to like until you get banned. You have to talk to him. But I mean, you, you ain't really got nothing nothing much to say. I just man, try. hey. Even, I want. I need Matt to email me. He know what I'm talking about. That's all I got to say about that situation. Okay. But listen, man, I enjoyed y'all, man, and uh, I'm always busy. But I got something special for for y'all, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna hit it up really nice. So I actually I posted us on Facebook. That was a great picture. Great picture. That was awesome time. So, Thank you for that uh, that Grizzly shirt, Cecil. That was cool. I just tried to not read. Oh, man, you know, anytime, man, anytime, man. I got Larry in here. He's messing with my air conditioning system. I'm waiting on him so I can go back to work. But y'all have a blessed day. All right, well, stay cool or stay warm, whichever one you need, Cecil, okay? It was really good to meet him yesterday. Isn't that fun to meet the callers? I mean, yeah, it was just, yeah. I think it's his... You know, it's, it's, it's the some of my coolest memories are... Meeting Gentle Ben, meeting Sterling from Center Ridge, you know, through the years. You just don't forget when and you, know, you knew him. I met Hank from Prairie Grove, met him down on the square, had a nice conversation. We sat on a bench and talked for about an hour. And those, to me, are the, that's the most fun that I've had, you know, in radio. We still haven't met Charlie, except over the McClarty Daniel hotline, and here he is. Charlie, we haven't. We know you. We just haven't met you. I know what you look like, but that's only because I've seen a photo of you. I never. I didn't know what Cecil looked like until yesterday, and that's a long-winded way of saying good afternoon, Charlie. What's up? What's up? You know, Clay. Uh, you know, I know you're a little. You know, you told me you're a little afraid to meet the tuna. I think we talked about. No, that. I'm not. No, that I was just a joke. <laughs> that was just a joke. It's just radio stuff. I know, I know, but I, you did, you did say, Clay, didn't you say you met Eddie? Is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the story goes, we were talking on Bo's show um, for the Arkansas Texas A&M game. It was like a Monday, and he's, you know, Bo said, are you going to be there? Are you going to be in, in, you know, in the stadium? He goes, I don't have tickets. Well, Bo and I both went to work, and we got him tickets. And uh, we went down, before, you know, in pregame. I mean, he was there as soon as they opened the gates. Eddie was there, and we 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 knew the seat numbers wow. and everything. And so both of us left the press box in warmups uh, and went down and sat with with him and his son for for you know fifteen twenty minutes and had a nice conversation. And then he came and did to a remote at uh, Smitty's Garage that, uh, and he was the ringleader. I'm telling you. Everybody got Eddie's autograph. It was pretty cool. No one's asking for Brian's autograph. Eddie and maybe you, Charlie. I don't know about you, Charlie, but you might be a different story. But what do you got? Well, um, you know, I, I know you, we're talking about football and stuff, but uh, I don't know if you guys have touched on the basketball game much. Now, I did. One of the things that I, I listened to afterwards with Mus is, you know, them going through this split action. And, Matt, you know, the, the split action with the guards. It seems like they got a lot of guys who – can really move off the ball cut. And then you got your bigs who he is talking about Mitchell being a really good passer. So I'm liking that. You know, it's a little bit more versatility. I know they were doing it some when Jay Will was there. So to have that ability to be able to do that, I'm really excited about this team, man. And, you know, we talk about last few years been struggling shooting. We got some guys who can make some 
to make some shots. I'm not saying we're going to be the number one three-point shooting team in America, but we got some. Not be last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not going to be last. And I, I just think that, you know, I'm excited, and we got a lot of guys who can do different things. And as long as much figures it out and puts it all together and we put it all together, we're going I think we got a chance to finish. We might. We might win the SEC or finish in the top three at least. It's going to be tough. It's always tough. But anyway, y'all have a good one. I expect a pretty good basketball season. I, I mean, I'm at the I'm at the point with with Eric Musselman where I trust his roster building. If, even if I don't value. know much about these and, players, and, I'm going to trust and his roster ability player. to coach defense. That's that's exactly that's that's it's a given. Isn't things it? I, I think him and Nolan Richardson have a, a lot more in common than, than people think. Man, he's he's intense, and you yeah, you weren't going to get too. on the you were, yeah, Eddie. Said, you were not going to get on the floor if you didn't play defense for Coach Richardson. No, not for a second. Uh. Uh-uh. Something that exists in all of us. I know we got a lot of passionate hog fans listening right now. And I know that all of you love football season. Dave Bushkill and his team over at Eastside Liquor are the exact same way. They can take care of all your tailgating and party needs, whether it's just a few beers or alcohol in bulk. Stop by 9390 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith to check off every item on your list. Eastside Liquor, your number one stop for Arkansas football this season. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more info a couple of things i wanted to hit on that uh, just came out today you remember tez walker um the former kent state receiving star that had transferred into north carolina and was denied a transfer waiver uh, for reasons that i'm not sure if they necessarily were uh, given by the ncaa that was that was a little about a month ago or a little less than a month ago and boy, the NCAA got a lot of uh, negativity coming from college football overall, and specifically from the University of North Carolina, from uh, the athletics director Cunningham, from Mac Brown, the head coach, and some of it got it was pretty aggressive. Uh, well, today, Tez Walker has been deemed eligible by the NCAA, and the NCAA says the reason that he is now eligible is that there is new information. We don't know what the information is, but there's new information that UNC failed to provide previously. So they have put it squarely on the shoulders of the University of North Carolina, and then they've tacked on a statement on top of it. Quote, it is unfortunate that UNC failed to provide this important information previously. Uh, And they continue to go on. UNC's behavior and decision to wage a public relations campaign is inappropriate and outside the bounds of the process the UNC's own staff supported. Had the UNC staff not behaved in this fashion and submitted this information weeks ago, this entire unfortunate episode could have been avoided, unquote. Man, there was a lot of, there was a lot of back and forth before this all come up, came up. North Carolina had pointed the finger squarely at the NCAA, and now the finger's coming back at them. And it might actually be two different fingers. 
You're talking about a finger on each hand? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> the double one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, I mean, good for him. First of all, good that Tez Walker is going to play. It did. It's we never we never knew why that it made no sense for a kid who didn't even play at the first school because of the pandemic and then transferred to Kent State would be denied the ability to play at North Carolina with a with a grandmother close by. He's from the area and all of that. We don't know. We still don't know the new information that came out. But apparently, there was information that UNC withheld. Who knows why they would do something like that? But now I guess. The finger-pointing, of course, will continue because the NCAA has put the blame on UNC, and I'm sure that UNC will point the point in their direction about this when they get the next chance to talk about it. Well, I'm glad at least the kid's playing, right? I'm glad the kid's going to get to play. I, I don't know how talented he is as far as the next level, but I'm sure part of the deal was going there wanting to play with Drake May. Want, want, and that North Carolina team, that, 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 that's a pretty good team right there. Uh, let's see. We got a text in here about, and this is this has gone back and forth a little bit for a couple of weeks. Uh, Ozark Bob asked about a series or so for the backup quarterback. I don't. I I still don't, I don't get the point of it. Truthfully, KJ Jefferson is not why Arkansas is lost. If the score is forty-one to zero at the end of the third quarter, then yeah, let's put the backup in. KJ Jefferson is one of is 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 the best player on this team. Is the reason why they might even have two victories. Um, Three-time captain. If, if he's why, healthy, he's playing. Let me. But why have there been? I mean, Ozark Bob's not the first person to text in or even call about this. It's is no this just a matter of. Is this it's just a matter of somebody's going to take the blame and it's the easiest thing to say is that the backup quarterback is the one that's going to fix the problems? Yeah, I mean, but it's always – you always want to see the backup. I mean, it's – I get it. It's the – it is – he is the most liked and least known player. When I say least known, now these guys have seen practice and there's a reason why he's a backup. And it, it's not close between the two. Now – you know, maybe you give up on the season and you think, okay, let's get him ready for next year. I don't like that either because that, I think you, you, when you do that, you are singling to the whole team that uh, we we don't we're not going to put our best every players senior, out there. Every senior, that's their last time. That's right. I agree with you. That would be tough. And if you get down to it and you know you're not going to bank a bowl game with two games left. You can see players maybe getting to play, but that does. That's how you a team can can quit on you. If hey, he's you going like home. That. He's going home this week. Do you not get that? I mean, one of his greatest games was in that stadium, thirty miles from his hometown. And if you don't get that, you're not paying attention. The Superman leap. Look, it, yeah. Also, the idea that that look, KJ Jefferson has not looked comfortable in this offense, but he's also been on the field. Is this is, I mean, the 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 thought process of well, let's put the backup quarterback in, hoping to catch some sort of lightning in a bottle that has no opening in it, and not fair and to put him out there behind that line either. This is not an insult to Jacoby Criswell or to uh, or to Cade Fortin or anybody else that would back up. Are they really going to be more comfortable in an offense when they haven't taken a snap yet? Or the last snap that Criswell took in a game was against Western Carolina. Is that real? Are they going to come in and look comfortable with a couple maybe, of with a couple of series? Really? Maybe Bob's last name is Criswell. <laughs> uh, Robert in Fort Smith is on the McClarty Daniel Hotline. Hi, Robert. What's going on? Not a lot. I haven't got to talk to you in a while, Phil, Matt. But it's about time, Phil. We got to talk a little baseball. My Dodgers. It until Saturday, 
and they're not the number one team in the deal. So I think we might have a better shot this year. Not You're going to be able to piece pitching together. They've got so, they got a really like interesting plan for how they're piecing pitching together for this postseason. Yeah, I know, and that's the thing, you know. And then you know, Beth is looking good, but we changed the batting order like it's been most of the year, where you've got. Uh, uh, Freddie Freeman batting right up front right there with that. So we've got a good line at that lineup, too. And like you said, if we can get the pitching down, and hopefully Kershaw will do something in the postseason because I know he's not Hall of Famer, but postseason he is not. You know he's not. So, you know. Well, what they're going to need this year, I mean, it's like there have been seasons where you didn't necessarily have to get the best Clayton Kershaw during the postseason and still ended up in the World Series. Um, you need it. You need him to be the best that he can possibly be in this postseason because they just they need innings. Oh, yeah. And they need innings from him. Yeah. Well, that's all I wanted to get with you about. You guys have a good day, guys. All right. Good to hear from you, Robert. Appreciate that. Uh, I still don't know if the Dodgers are going to get out of the National League. I think right now I'm looking at the, the winner of the, the winner of the other side, Dodger, uh, the uh, Phillies or the Braves. And, man, there's something about the Phillies that's just kind of uh, scratching my itch a little bit. I mean, uh, the, the understood, and, and back on the quarterback thing here for a moment, um, there's so many reasons why you don't sit K.J. Jefferson for any reason. Captain, terrible communication to the rest of the team. If you bench the captain, and it really isn't anything that he's done. Okay. KJ's going to be your starter next year too. Like he, uh, like you're not going to bench your guy that's that's going to be your starter next year. He he's going to be out there getting as many reps as he can. And I know he's got that extra year. So you, you got to think here. Here's the deal: Is he a top ten quarterback in the NFL draft? Probably not. You know, maybe at that bottom edge of that ten. So what about where, where are you going to be slotted on how much money you're going to make? Okay, you, you know? bench him. You bench him and play Criswell like that. You know what's going to happen? He's going to go play. He's going to go play at yeah, Ole Miss. Then he's going to go play at Auburn. That's right. That's I mean, right. It, that's that's what will happen, and it'll be on you that you let it happen. It, that's not going to happen. They're not going to. Now, I, I get it. There's some coaches, Lou Holtz, just like Houston Nut talk. He knew um, that he was going to play one series, the third series of the first half, no matter if they're down 07 or they're up seven or 21 to nothing. He was going to play. That's a, that was a Lou Holtz thing, but that's not a Sam Pittman thing. And you know, if that's not what you do, then you, and you prepare your starter to play the whole game. It doesn't feel like it's any, like it's like it's in the semblance of reality. It's not going to happen. happen. No, no. Here's the reality though. You, you, you have, you have, a, you have a couple of linemen that are, that are, that are experienced here at Arkansas. They're going to places where hopefully they'll be more comfortable in what they're doing. And, and specifically Bo Limmer. When it comes to Bo Limmer, going back to guard, man, it's a it's a scary thing. And I haven't seen it in a while. I had to, you know, buckle my chin strap a little extra because Bo doesn't have to worry about getting the ball back to KJ anymore, so he can just come off full blast. So I mean, I heard like some rumors about it, but I didn't I haven't really seen it. But then when I seen it was true, I was just like, Okay, let me, you know, tighten up my stands a little bit because I, I know about the old Bo playing guard. So. Bo Limmer was really good at that position for the past two, three years. Really good at that position. Part of a couple of offensive lines that ground up over 3,000 yards rushing. Um, he no, just That was Cam Ball talking about Bo Limmer moving over. He didn't have to worry about the snap if what Sam Pitt was talking about yesterday and that he likes what he's seen from Kudis. You get Kudis starting at center. 
Latham at tackle, maybe a position where he might be comfortable too. Um, you know, we're talking about trying to feel trying to feel comfortable in an offense. Well, maybe maybe these changes on the line will help with the comfort level of the linemen. Maybe that's even more important right now. So we got a we got an outside player. I mean, we got an inside player moving outside, and then you you got a new center. So you're just kind of shifting over to that that side right there and, and putting in guys. It's tough. It's usually you see an outside player move inside. Um, it's a, it's a different it's a different speed out there on the edge. It, well, it really is. Well, that's what they're doing, Matt. Kudos is the that the they're trying to strengthen up that right side. You, if you're a play caller. You got to know we have a strong side that the mm-hmm. defense has to adjust to, and if you've got, you know, if you've got Latham and Brown together, you've got two guys that you can link up and say we can hold the pocket right there, or we can run to that side. You know, right now they're they're two edge guys. We're both inexperienced. You know, and it it's about communications too. Uh, you know, it's you know maybe you weren't getting the communication from Limmer to Brown to Kudis, and that's where I see you know everybody says well they're getting whipped. Yeah, it looks like they're missing a man. I mean they're turning guys loose. They're not getting whipped. It is they're not counting down and getting the right guys. And the back is confused. Well, I got that guy. It's coming off the edge, and he steps that way, and they're both stepping to the same guy coming. You, you have to have the communication, and it's not getting there. Well, and hopefully it'll change this weekend if you're changing up that uh, that O line. Hopefully the communication exactly. goes along with it. There's a lot of times where you your hands will touch two different defensive players, and you're going to combo up. You're going to shift up. You you're going to link up together. That. I don't it's it's just you need so reps. you need reps. You're listening to the East Side Liquor Halftime Podcast. Check out the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast at hitthatline.com. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.